hi, <laughs> Kirsten's eating cereal. Welcome to Hypothetically Speaking, one of the best shows on Blaze Radio where we enjoy a nice bowl of cereal from time to time. As you can tell, we're a very professional operation here. Ranked third best in the country by the Princeton Review, and we never, ever do anything that yeah. we're not supposed to on air. Oh, yeah. I'm Vaughn Jones, by the way. I forget to say my name. Right. And I'm Kirsten Dorman. And, you know, y'all, we always keep it classy here. Keep it 100. I'm Gideon Karaoke. I have nothing to add. I'm Nicole Pinter. <laughs> I... All right, before we get started, um, I eat my cereal with cow's milk. What does everybody else eat their cereal with? Vanilla almond milk. A plain almond milk. I'm kind of lactose intolerant. I am too, but I don't care. Slim milk. <laughs> Wonderful. Great start, everybody. Um, so we're going to start with some news, as we always do, except that one time that we started with sports. Um, I think this first one is that Kirsten, or is it Gideon with the COVID news? Yep, that's me. And I mean, when you really think about it, the number of times that we start the show with COVID news, astronomical. <laughs> so that's what we're doing today. So a White House official briefing on Monday had the CDC head, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, attending. And at that briefing, she said that new COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations are down in recent weeks. But, and there's always a but on statements like this in this pandemic, three mutations that are causing concern have been detected in the US. Now, most of the cases in the US caused by variants of the virus, which are in dozens at the time of this recording, involve the strain first detected in the United Kingdom. Three of these cases involve the first, the variant first detected in South Africa. Um, those have been confirmed this week, as well as one detected in Brazil. According to reporting from the Associated Press, the UK strain spreads more easily and is believed to be deadlier, but the South African strain is prompting more concern because of early indications that vaccines may not be as protective against this. And I wanna note, as we always do, this does not mean you should panic. Just be aware of what's going on. And as Dr. Walensky emphasized, get vaccinated as soon as you can. Don't slack on basic precautions like mask wearing and social distancing. Yeah, I um, did some stuff for KJAZ over this weekend where the UK variant of COVID-19, which is ironically, you know, called the UK variant, but it mutated, you know, in the UK as well as here in Arizona, a similar mutation that makes it a little bit um, easier to spread. Um, I, you know, I, I did some stuff with Will Humble, who's the former, um, you know, uh, Arizona state, like what Kara Christ is now, but he's the head of the, um, I forget, it's the Arizona, there's some sort of Arizona health organization that he's the head of, um, but he talked about how, um, you know, you should be like slightly concerned, um, but as of right now, like the stuff that we're doing now and the vaccines and stuff like that, um, you know, the vaccines are effective against most of the strains and the stuff that we're doing right now is also effective against most of the strains. I've been double masking lately, um, you know, wearing a paper mask underneath or like a surgical mask underneath a cloth mask, um, just because I feel it's more effective to stop like an easily spreadable uh, strain and everything. Um, but don't like that's like Chris said, don't panic. 
right away. Don't, that's really not the, the smartest thing to do. Uh, the easiest thing to do is to just keep doing exactly what you're doing as long as you're staying safe. And if you're not staying safe, stop doing that and start staying Absolutely. safe. Absolutely. And I want to reiterate everything Vaughn has said, absolute facts. And let's remember this part these particular new strains, these cases are in the dozens, not the hundreds of thousands like we've been seeing otherwise. So yeah, just be aware. Don't be, don't panic. Yeah. You should be wanting to slow the spread anyway, because coronaviruses in general, because obviously there are 18 other ones at least, um, are easily mutatable and that's what makes them coronaviruses. So, you know, the more exactly. it spreads, the more opportunity it has to mutate. So be stopping the spread. Do act, don't just, you know, tacitly wear a mask, like do your part to actively stop the spread, stay home Absolutely. if you can, et cetera, et cetera. And more numbers. Gideon has a story about, about that for us next, I think. Give yes. Us the stocks. Uh, so yes, I will be talking stocks um, as has been the topic for much of last week. So anyways, no matter how you feel about the stock market, you know, there's one really good thing that did come out of the situation last week. A 10 year old boy from San Antonio, Jaden Carr, recently sold his 10 shares of GameStop for a little less than $3,200, the San Antonio Express News has reported. According to the Associated Press, Jaden's mother spent $60 to buy the shares in December of 2019. She gifted them to Jaden as a Kwanzaa gift to reflect Ujamaa. Ujamaa, for those listeners who might not be familiar with the Festival Seven Principles, focuses on cooperative economics. So really, someone really benefited. A 10-year-old has $3,200. I'm 20, and I don't know how, what, if you gave me $3,200, I would, at once, I would probably be a little dazed, so. Yeah. <laughs> I love this story so much. Um, I think it's awesome. I think stocks in terms of cooperative economics, I think that's a great gift, very prescient gift. I think that's really funny. Um, if I was given $3,200 right now, as I'm sure uh, our young friend Jaden did, um, I would buy video games. Yeah, Absolutely. I was actually just about to ask, <laughs> I was just about to ask you guys, if when you were 10, somebody gave you this much money, what would you buy? Vaughn, does your answer change at all? I mean, I would probably, I would buy like video games, probably Yu-Gi-Oh cards um, and, mm. fruit and fruit gushers. I was, when I was 10, I was a huge yes. fan of fruit gushers. Honestly, my personal answer is I would buy a lot of American Girl doll merch. Don't ask me why we don't have time to talk about that on the show. Um, and probably sugary cereal because my parents never let me have that. <laughs> Nicole, what would I, you buy? <laughs> Probably, yeah, video games would be in that realm. Uh, American Girl doll, anything that as well. I'm trying to think what I liked at 10. I almost don't remember. I would buy probably as many football jerseys as I could. Um, oh, did anyone, okay, did anyone have um, like any action figure from any of your favorite movie? Any of any of those when you yeah, were little. I had a Captain America action figure when I was a kid I used to be like kind of like like I used to go to comic book stores like as a youngster so that kind of thing I would probably like waste a lot of money on comic books too I I had the cars like you know Lightning McQueen like the little die cast I had 
I still have all of those <laughs> somewhere in the storage room. I would buy more of those. Gideon, what would you get? I have no idea. No, like my mind has just gotten like, just as my mind is like blank at 20, it would have been blank at 10. Like nothing's changed, folks. I'm a combination of indecisive and very empty handed at times. Uh, as of right now, I would probably save most of it, but I would, I would buy video games. I would probably, I mean, at 10, I would actually also thinking about it, probably buy Suns tickets, like a lot of them. Um, it, like maybe season tickets, um, but who knows? Um, I actually have, I wrote a news story this week, which is a rarity. Uh, this next one, um, Biden will meet uh, with 10 Republican senators as they float a smaller $618 billion COVID relief plan. Um, the tenants of this plan uh, send a smaller $1,000 direct payment, um, which starts to phase out a lower $40,000 income threshold for uh, individuals. So um, you know, less less money than the proposed fourteen hundred, um, and less people receiving that money because there's an income threshold there. Um, extending three hundred dollar per week federal unemployment as opposed to I think it's the six hundred um, that would be happening with the with the Biden uh, relief bill. Um, twenty billion dollars into a national vaccine program. Twenty billion into K through twelve schools, um, and it wouldn't include any state or local government support, which is a priority in the Democratic bill. Um, part of the two of the 10 senators are Mitt Romney and Susan Collins, um, which are popular names generally when talking about Republican senators. Um, Biden's proposed plan is $1.9 trillion, uh, and Chuck Schumer uh, decided to go out of his way to call the Republican plan inadequate, which I mean, it, it makes sense that he thinks that way because it's literally like one third of the amount of money that is in the Biden plan. Um, uh, this may be uh, one of the earliest signs to show how Biden and the House and Senate Dems use their um, triple majority to an advantage um, because they talk a lot about unity uh, between Democrats and Republicans. And they, we need to see, you know, where they where they prioritize that unity and whether or not they're just going to take a stab at passing their bigger bill. Um, Biden says, I support passing COVID relief with support from Republicans if we can get it, but the COVID relief has to pass. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. What do you guys think? I definitely think, uh, first of all, proposing a plan that is less than a third of what the Democrats are proposing doesn't sound like a compromise to me rather than a capitulate immediately, please. Um, this, like, on no, honestly, this does sound like a punchline and an attempt to undermine a lot of the Democrats' promises, including the $2,000 checks promises, which we are almost certain helped, at least helped the Democrats win Georgia. So it's, the, yeah, uh, this to me uh, seems is either very funny or horribly bad faith or some combination thereof. And uh, I guess we'll see how uh, how the other Democrats who aren't Schumer, like especially Manchin and Cinema, respond to this. I'm I'm interested to see the Democratic response in general. I think, like you said, it, it feels very much like you know, they look at the, the 1.9 trillion as the high goalpost and the 618 billion they're offering is a low goalpost and they want to meet somewhere in the middle. Um, so they're, they're looking to undershoot 
um, and then kind of meet somewhere probably in about like the trillion or 1.1 trillion range in terms of money, um, especially since a lot of the stuff that they're proposing is kind of close. Obviously, I said there was one thing in the bill uh, talking about uh, no local or state government support, um, which the Democrats really prioritize, but the rest of it is like kind of similar to what you know, just like less value, but going to the same places. So I think we're going to see a pretty strong compromise. Hopefully that comes within the next two weeks because people need that money right now. Um, the Biden bill would also come with an eviction moratorium until October or September, I think it is, which is something I think is equally important um, because the last thing I want is to see people kicked out of their houses due to government inaction. Um, I think, is that it? All right, that's it. Let's. Is it uh, entertainment it. time? Entertainment time, yeah. Kirsten, you 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 wrote this one. You started this one, so go ahead and take it. Thanks, Vaughn. I'm not super thrilled to be delivering this news, but the music artist and producer known as Sophie died over the weekend at home in the Greek capital Athens at 4 a.m. According to CNN, um, and her her artist, sorry, her publicist. Um, put out a statement about it. She was 34. And I don't know, I'm just really sad and shocked to hear this still. It's been a couple of days and I still kind of can't believe it just because it, I don't know, it was really unexpected. I yeah. agree. As a, as a music person, I mean, Sophie, um, yeah, right. By Vince Staples and Vroom Vroom by Charlie XCX are two of the many tracks she had production credits on. Mm -hmm. um, and Vince Staples uh, remembered Sophie very fondly with um, one of the funniest tweets in the entire world, because that's what Vince Staples MO is just tweeting funny things. Um, and he told the story about Sophie uh, that read... Uh, Sophie walked into the studio unannounced wearing Mickey Mouse ears on the way home from Disneyland. Uh, like, quote, uh, and someone said, uh, she has something for you. And she played 745, took a water bottle and left. 745 is from Big Fish Theory by Vince Staples, if you haven't heard it. Um, <laughs> Sophie was about her business. Um, if you've never heard Face Shopping um, from her uh, from her major album, which um, it's very hard to pronounce um, oil of every pearls on insides, which is I love every person's insides. Mm -hmm. uh, if you haven't heard face shopping, that's a great song. Um, I'm just I really liked Sophie's style of production and Kirsten, yeah. you it here um, hyper pop like 100 gex, which is music that my ADHD brain loves to listen to owes a lot to uh, Sophie as a producer, absolutely and as a music maker. So rest in peace. I have been pretty somber about it. Yeah. Um, you know, this is first, you know, 2021, you know, started with MF Doom and Sophie and it's, you know, not getting better. The only way to go from here is up. Uh, but one positive, speaking of, sea shanties are having a moment and they're having that moment primarily on TikTok. So if you've been on TikTok in the past month or so, you already knew this. Shanty talk has been a, a joy to experience, honestly, um, especially as people have begun using the duet feature to sing along with one another and create these really amazing and kind of intricate harmonies. The most popular shanty talk song has been this song called Wellerman. So according to the Associated Press, the shanty talk movement has even contributed to a rendition by the Longest Johns 
of the centuries-old song Wellerman, sailing into the United Kingdom's top 40 chart, and another version by Nathan Evans with a driving beat reached the number two spot in the middle of this past week. So your homework for this episode is basically to go listen to at least one version of Wellerman, sing along and feel like you're sailing out at sea, and to also go listen to Sophie's entire body of work. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, uh, we have sports. Um, I, I'm going to very quickly take some sports here. Um, Diana Taurasi signed a multi-year contract at age, I think it's 40 or 41. Um, she is currently at this point 38. I was wrong, but she will be 40 by the time her contract is over, at least uh, to come back to the Phoenix Mercury and to paraphrase one of my favorite videos ever. Uh, that's why she's the GOAT! The GOAT! Um, I'm very excited. Uh, I love Diana Taurasi. Uh, this is the WNBA, by the way, for those unawares. Uh, she is the all-time leading scorer in WNBA history, though with the new crop of talent that's in the WNBA right now. I don't think she's going to hold that forever, but she gets to extend her lead just a little bit for a couple more years at least. Um, coming back to the Phoenix Mercury, Taurasi was drafted in the same year LeBron James was drafted um, in 2003, uh, and they're both still playing at a very high level um, and I am enjoying myself very deeply. She is honestly like, she's brought the most championships to Phoenix um, professionally. She's got three, she's a three-time champion, three-time finals MVP, I believe as well. Uh, and I'm very, very happy to have her back. That is why she's the GOAT. Uh, yeah, she's, this is not um, a normal age for someone in the WNBA to extend their career this long. Um, one of my favorite moments of the last couple of years for her was she was 2003's Rookie of the Year, and she made a three point or a four point and one in the playoffs against the um, against the Minnesota Lynx against 2020's Rookie of the Year, uh, which was very entertaining, and I enjoyed it very deeply. Um, also, speaking of basketball, uh, the NBA is considering All Star festivities in Atlanta after saying they were going to be canceled initially. Um, a game, all-star game, three-point contest and dunk contest. Why? 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 Let them stay home with their families for two weeks. This was supposed to be a reset so that everybody could make sure that they're not sick heading back into the second half of the season. Why? 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 Why are you doing this? I'm upset. Anyone have any thoughts? I feel like I'm rambling. Yeah, it, it, I'm with you. I just... It really doesn't make sense. Um, the game, three-point contest, dunk contest, maybe, but the game is especially alarming. Um, why not just throw it on NBA 2K21 like the NFL did, which I watched a little bit of the Pro Bowl on Madden. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's more entertaining to watch all the guys, like, talk. and Because, like, it, it, was, it was somewhat entertaining, and you got to see the game glitch and, and all that, and it was – probably bad for mad and great for the world it was actually somewhat entertaining just throw it on nba 2k21 a lot of guys play that just yeah. do that I, have them play i, I don't know i forgot this to add the news seem like a good idea i forgot to add the news that kyler murray is your 2021 pro bowl mvp and that's why he's the goat uh they played the pro bowl in madden and kyler murray won the mvp and that's why he's the goat um i have another one baseball uh i'm not talking about the hoops anymore which is stunning um baseball mlb proposes a shortened season to be 156 games 
um, to the MLB Players Association, it would delay opening day until April 28th, but they expect the union to reject that offer, which I don't know what kind of negotiator you are if you offer something that you expect to be rejected, but I digress. Um, that would, if they reject the offer, which they are expected to do, that would mean spring training would start as scheduled in the middle of February. That does not mean spring training games start in two weeks, it means that pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting um, and practice is going to be done before games start, probably uh, early March. Um, the proposal also included expanded postseason, which is stop it, and universal designated hitter, which is also stop it. Um, none of neither of those things are good. Um, there are two possibilities for this labor negotiation. The first and likeliest, according to sources, would be for teams and players to show up at spring training sites on their report dates and proceed as expected. Uh, and the other one is that Manfred, the commissioner, uh, one of the worst commissioners in pro sports, invokes the national emergency clause in the collective bargaining agreement and suspends the uniform player contract. It's a possibility that would all but guarantee the players association and the MLB meeting in court and nobody wants to go to court. That's not fun for anybody. Um, so it's very unlikely that that does happen. Basically uh, to wrap up baseball is on its way back. It has some roadblocks, but it's almost here. Um, I'm excited. I, it's a fun sport. It is America's pastime after all. Um, so I'm excited to watch them. Yeah. It, it, this seems yeah, I don't think we'll, Manfred will invoke the national emergency clause, but stranger things have happened. Uh, I think at this point, just expect the. If you want to ignore everything and just wait for the MLB to start on in April, April first or whatever, you can do that and really not miss a beat. Yeah, it's not like the players are going to be following most of the protocols anyway. They didn't last year. The NBA players haven't. Nobody's been following the protocol, so it doesn't really matter when you start. <laughs> Because everyone's just going to do it anyway. Um, that was the big thing uh, last year was the question was, how will the MLB navigate um, the COVID-19 pandemic? Um, and I think they did, you know, as good of a job as they could. And if you do a long postmortem on how the NFL handled it, I think they did it as best they could as well. I mean, I say that in that the best option would have been to not play. Um, but the best they could have done under the circumstances that they played. Um, NBA is currently navigating it. Um, I liked the bubble better, but the MLB is not going to want to do a bubble. So we're just going to, you know, whatever. I guess we're just going to proceed as scheduled. Um, two little blurbs about some of my favorite sports teams. ASU basketball won two straight games somehow. I don't know how. I really don't know how they did it. Uh, and the Suns also won two straight somehow. I don't know how they did it. Um, but the Suns beat the Mavericks and um, number one overall pick DeAndre Ayton uh, is now seven and one against Luka Doncic in his career. So I don't know. Checkmate, I guess. Uh, that does not change that Doncic should have been taken first, but it's fine. Um, I forgot most of the NFL news. So Nicole, please provide us with some. It was really just one big thing, uh, sort of towards the end of Saturday night. What's today, Monday? Uh, Jared Goff. Uh, what I put here is Jared Goff gets punished for being average, which he was. He's not good. He's not bad. He's just fine. He's okay. Uh, the, the bigger thing, Detroit traded Matt Stafford to the Rams for a 2021, so this year's draft's third round pick, a 2022 and 2023 first round pick. That means that the last time the Rams had a first round pick was 2016 which they took, guess who? Jared Goff. So does this make the Rams an immediate contender? 
um in my eyes by law yes uh do yes. am i picking them to go to the super bowl no i still think they have no. bigger problems than jared goff that need to get worked out but this it's an upgrade how much of an upgrade is a question i we'll see matt stafford is definitely better than goff how much better i i truly don't know but we'll yeah. see with mcveigh it should be interesting the lions are gonna be messy forever um i think Help it's really me. funny that the the that the that the Rams uh, traded two uh, traded two uh, picks to get Goff, uh, and then they had to trade two picks to get rid of him. Uh, not nigh four years later, um, as an NFC a fan of a team in the NFC West, I am crying. I am very sad. Uh, it's literally probably one of, if not the hardest division in sports to be in right now. Um, and for a Cardinals team that has an incompetent coach uh, that just went eight and eight. Um, I'm just being mean to coaches. My mom texted me and told me I was too mean to Bobby Hurley after I said he sucks and should be fired on air last week. Um, uh, Cliff Kingsbury sucks and should be fired. Have you seen me rant about the Bears? <laughs> I mean, I believe me, I'm right there with you. Um, Kirsten, yeah, it's, it, having a having a bad coach. Yeah, yeah the, Kirsten, yeah. I. She said she forgot the lines were. A team. I don't blame you. <laughs> they were. I, mean, I you say never that hear... as a team who lost. You never hear. I say that as a team who lost to the Lions last week yeah. uh, or last yeah, year. Yeah, I'm rather, on like the first the games of the season. The everyone's still like, oh, yeah, the Cardinals are going to the playoffs. I'm like, you mm-hmm. cannot lose to the Lions and make it to the playoffs. Okay, the Bears. Don't talk, yeah. Don't, don't talk. I'm sorry. I don't think Bears hear about them being absolutely chaotic like this. And then they well, go it's... away. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, yeah, the Super Bowl is this oh, weekend. Yeah. Uh, who's your pick? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What do you mean you forgot? Yeah. I thought we didn't even have to the, say the, it, you know? Okay, well, Tom Brady's the playing super in his cool. Super Bowl Ulv. Tom Brady's playing in his 10th. Patrick Mahomes is going Ulf, for yeah. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going for back-to-back. This would be the first time a team has won back-to-back championships since, guess who? Tom Brady and the Patriots did it in 03 and 04, beating the Panthers and Eagles, respectively. So who's your pick? <laughs> It's it's got to be the Chiefs. Um, I don't think the Bucks are that are are like their defense is just not up to the task of 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 stopping Travis Kelsey from doing anything. I think Patrick Mahomes is my pick to win Super Bowl MVP. But if they're not going to give it to him two years in a row, then it's going to be Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is going to pick up like 150 yards and two touchdowns and win Super Bowl MVP. Um, I it's. I'm excited. Um, just a side note: Don't go to things. Don't do go to a Super Bowl party. Watch the Super Bowl yes. at home. Oh my God! It's literally just a football game. Is, are the is the platter of vegetables and ranch really worth it? Is it really worth it? No. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to agree with Vaughn. Yeah, d- no, it's not worth it. And I don't have any analysis. I'm not a sports guy. But I will and tell then, you, I, I am like, 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 or actually are outside of Florida now because Brady's with the, anyways, I'm rooting against Tom Brady's the point. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, which is fair. fair. You know, I'm not even a sports person either. And I think we can all agree, like, no more Tom Brady. Bye-bye. Um. <laughs> yeah. He's, he said he's 43 at this moment. And he said in a press conference today that he was planning to play past 45 if he can make it to that well, mark, which would be insane. If he stays healthy enough, insane. you know what? Good for him. Um, and to Vaughn's previous point, the, the veggie platter with ranch, I'm saying this as a vegetarian, so you know you can trust it. Not worth it. 
go eat not go eat a it. more fun snack in the comfort of your own home where you go, will not be go judged door dash yourself some wing stuff yeah watch this watch the super bowl at home among family and people that live with you and that's it that's, that's it. the show. It's not worth it. I think I'm the only it's one in this it. group who is actively rooting for Tom Brady. Um, I Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. What do you want me to do? Um, he leaves the Patriots and immediately gets back to the Super Bowl, you guys. Like, come on. Um, pretty insane. Pretty, pretty insane. insane. But also. I, I agree with the, the Bucks defense is going to have a tough time stopping Kelsey in particular. I think you can shut down Tyreek Hill but then again I said that about the Niners last year and they did until like the second half when they just decided not to play anymore um I I have to take the Bucs I'm rooting for Brady I think it's going to be a close game I think it's scoring it's like first team to 35 34 maybe if depending on how it's scored it's who wins uh give me the Bucs give me Brady interesting all right well you have all of our picks enjoy it from the safety of your own home i think that's going to do it for us today on hypothetically speaking thanks for listening uh once again um for my favorite people in the world kirsten gideon and nicole i've been von jones and if you uh remember one thing this week um stonks